With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Shalom, shalom. I'm your host, Truth Seeker. You're now tuned in to the Mythicist Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel Oscar Pensky. What is going on, Dan? Yes. Living. <laughs> Living life. I'm just realizing, I'm like, looking, I'm in the chat room, it says, my name is Guest Lawson. I'm like, how the heck did I get named Guest Lawson in the chat room? Oh, you got to log in. You got to log in. And I to log in, you have to be a member. And so that's a great segue to go over to all of you guys. I'm thankful for everyone who is supporting us. And if you want to support us monthly, and if you like listening to these podcasts and if you're getting anything good out of them, um, if you would, you know, try to support us, man. We ask for like $5 a month or whatever, or if you can come on paying more, being a monthly partner, partner, uh, it would help us so much. And you can do that by going to mythicist.me. We have so much stuff over there for you. You get to listen to the second hour of the podcast. You get to sit in on our monthly webinars, which we have one coming up this weekend, I'm going to be speaking about the initiation into the biblical mysteries. I'm pretty um, excited all- about that one. I am too. I'm excited and nervous as well, but uh, that's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? So, um, And then all of the past um, archived webinars that we've had, um, they're archived on the website as well, and you get access to that all by becoming a member and supporting what we uh, are doing. And there's already so many people supporting us, and we're blown away, and we we thank you guys so much for uh, believing in what we're doing. And uh, this is only the beginning, and so things are just going to get better and better as the Lord is revealing a lot to us in the Spirit and uh, calling forth leaders right now and, and, and prophesying things to us. And um, we we just hope that everything that we say and everything we that we do from this point out will be birthed out of intimacy with God out of our personal relationships with Christ Jesus and, and the Father and the Holy Spirit, and um, that you guys uh, will be um, edified by that and uh, encouraged to seek God for yourselves and cultivate your own relationship with those three that we just mentioned. And so all of that can be done by, you know, helping us out uh, on the website, mythicist.me. It really takes a lot of the burden off of myself and, and Dan as well uh, as far as trying to support what we're doing financially and, and building this site and running everything. So hats off to everybody supporting us. We love you guys from the bottom of our hearts. You guys are awesome. Yeah, Spencer Foster, we love you. If you listen to this one, I'm looking at you just respond to that post you put today that you posted. It was a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that he's finally doing those. Uh, I was talking to him a while back about doing those um, uh, uh, inspirational, encouraging, teaching videos and stuff like that, and he finally stepped out to start doing those. So big shout out to Spencer with Nola Float Tanks, a good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, cool dude. So um, 
that's out of the way. Also, like I said, we're doing the the webinar this weekend. The following weekend, I will be in Nashville, Tennessee, doing a concert and a um, lecture workshop event. Um, three days camping out at Further Farm Festival. We want to see all of you guys out there. You guys show up in the flesh, come out there and meet me and my family, and all of our friends are coming out to spend a weekend listening to some cool music and uh, meeting some cool people. So that'll be the 25th, 26th, and 27th of September. So if you guys can make that, that'll be awesome. So we always got already got confirmations for some people coming to hang out with us. Excited about that, too. And, uh, Dan, you got some stuff in the work, too, you're trying to set up, right, with some type of camping event in uh, Orlando or something? Yes, going to be back in Florida, back in the country for the first time in six months. And uh, got some prospective dates, October 23rd, 24th, 25th, somewhere in Central Florida, still trying to lock down a a definite location. Um, But we're going to be doing a, a weekend spiritual retreat, camp out, and for the last two years, we've done them three, four times a year, and they've been geared more towards, um, a lot towards baptism, which is a big uh, primary first step in the walk with Christ as we follow his footsteps. Um, and there, there's always, we get into deep stuff. We have some heavy encounters in the spirit, but um, a lot of it has been focused on bringing in new people into the kingdom and, and building them up over that weekend of giving them some deep and heavy foundation to build on. But the Spirit has told us to let that go uh, a little bit for right now. As we talked about a little bit last week on the podcast in the verse in Hebrews where it says, um, you know, now moving on from the doctrine of Christ onto perfection, letting go of the basic elementary teachings of repentance and dead works and baptism and laying on our hands and stuff so that we can get into the deeper things, um, start getting into the meat for those who have already been on the walk for some time or or who have been in Christ for some time to be able to start dealing with the mysteries. And uh, so that's what this weekend retreat is going to be. And uh, we're going to get into some deeper things. We're going to talk about a lot of the stuff that we talked about last week on the podcast. And uh, I'm going to try and invite a handful of different people from throughout our our spiritual fam around the world to uh, try and kind of lead some things, not necessarily teach or give lectures, but to uh, lead and guide some open group conversations and topics, maybe meditations and stuff like that. And it's just going to be some good fellowship, man. Let everybody know right now, like like where you are in the world right now, because some people may not know where you are and what you do. Yeah, I'm on the north coast of Honduras in Central America. Um, been down here almost six years. Missionary, let people call me a missionary. I'm whatever you want to call me, but I'm the I've been president of a nonprofit organization called My Brother's Keeper for the last almost six years, and uh, started out as like a humanitarian work down here, doing a lot of projects and programs. And over the last couple of years, it's shifted more and more and more into just preaching the word, not necessarily preaching the word like a church guy preaching the word, but just sharing the truth that I found in the Bible and in, in, I'm not limited anybody that knows me or been keeping up to me. I'm not limited to any one thing or one source, but my foundation is in the word of the Bible, teachings of the Bible. It's where I found Christ and um, found freedom. So I, we go into the prisons, we go into 
um, public schools. We go into poor areas and towns and just look for ways of way we can minister and people open the doors to their house and just try to try to share freedom, man. Yeah. Spiritual light. It is for freedom that you have been set free, man. So how dare you keep it to yourself? That's awesome what you're doing, man. Um, tonight's show, I wanted to entitle The Spirit of the Prophets are Subject Unto the Prophets. And I've, I've done other uh, things under that, that same title because it, it speaks volumes once you really understand what that means. In the past, I've read that scripture uh, and just kind of skipped over it, and it really didn't mean anything to me. But over the past couple of years, it just kind of jumps out to me, the um, revelation behind that. And I'm going to go ahead and read that scripture, but specifically focus it on that. But if we read and uh, we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 29, and speak two or three, let the other judge. If anything be revealed to another that sitteth by, let the first hold his peace for you. That all may learn and all may be comforted. And prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but peace as in all the churches of the saints. Hey, your mic's going in and out, man. Okay. Let me turn I want to read, read that again because you was going in and out a lot on that. Okay. It says, 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty nine. Let the prophet speak two or three. And let the other judge. If anything be revealed to another that sitteth by, let the first hold his peace. For you may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and all may be comforted. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. And so that's talking about the order of uh, prophesying, which is simply declaring the word of God, declaring God's truth. When you open up your mouth and declare, you're prophesying in that sense. But that's also about the the spiritual gifting of, of prophecy when the Lord tells you to say something, when the Lord gives you an unction or gives you an, an insight through a prophetic word, which would be a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom about something or someone. And so, and this is kind of giving you the order of that when you're in a congregation or you're in a group of believers and not everybody cutting each other off, which which we've seen, you know, happen with, where there's no order there. But for the, the prophets just to, you know, kind of have everything in order and let everything be done in decency and order. But the scripture I want to focus in on and the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets because that right there is a is a mouthful. And what what we're finding out, and the reason I'm wanting to touch on that tonight, is that we have a lot of young prophets, a lot of young men and women of God who are maybe in church, maybe out of church at this point, and you've been given dreams and visions and things like this, and you've tried to use your gifting in the body of Christ because that's what it's what it's for to be to, to to bring forth edification to the body, comfort, structure rebuke, all of these things. That's what our gifting and our unction is and function is for. And so sometimes we'll, we'll, we'll bring our dreams to the pastor and it doesn't bear witness with the pastor or we'll bring it 
forth to an elder and it doesn't bear witness. Or we look for these people to confide in that they would confirm the gift in us, right? And that's how the, the you know the church is supposed to be. But I want to point out that right here, this is why it's key because it doesn't say in the spirits of the prophets are subject to the pastors. It says it doesn't say that the spirits of the prophets are subject to the apostles. It says think that that's who are uh, walking with God, having mystical encounters, who are hearing the voice of God, who are. You got loose wire on that mic, bro. What about is is that better? I can hear you now. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So that so they're having visions, they're having dreams, and uh, that you know they're taking their dreams and visions to the pastor or to the elders, and they're not agreeing with them. They don't they don't understand it, and um, they, they're not really trying to hear it. So, what you have to do, you have to take it to someone who is gifted in the prophetic, someone who knows what's going on in, in the spirit realm you can't you can't take these you know these dreams and visions to someone who who don't know how to discern them who do, who don't flow into giftings of you know discernment and in interpretation um so we've seen a lot of people do that i myself for one not just me but i've heard countless stories of others who have had that problem as well so they go to someone with their story with their vision and uh, the person kind of shoots him down or says, I don't think that's of God because maybe it's not a positive dream or something like that, right? And so uh, that's what we're seeing a lot. And people are getting discouraged and they're having these genuine encounters, but they're not being confirmed. And so what you have to do is find someone who flows in the prophetic, someone who is a prophet and I think the reason, you know, the reason I say that is because some of this stuff gets out there. Like the stuff that that a prophet goes through, a young prophet, it's out there. It's it's not stuff that's openly discussed in churches, like the dreams and the the you know, the things that we you know, we're seeing in our imagination and our minds and our third eye, we're seeing these visions and things. And so we try to get some comfort in them, like wanting to know, hey, what's going on? I'm having these supernatural encounters, and you guys are are calling them, you know, demonic and stuff like that, right? And so people get discouraged, and they and they and they feel they don't have no one to confide in because they can't confide in the churches. And so when that happens, we don't have an answer for the supernatural in the church. These people will run to the occult. The occult will give them the answers that they're looking for where for the the church falls short. So we're doing this tonight to try to bring forth some encouragement to those people who are following Christ, having supernatural encounters, but have no one to talk to. That's why we're here tonight. Deeper, we're also going to open up the phone lines if you guys want to call in with your questions or comments. You can call in. The number is 724 444 
I can't hear you, brother. I'm switching headphones to see if it's me, but I'm sure it's you. And we can edit all of this out. That's the beauty of editing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. I just heard you in the back. I got some bad headphone hiccups. Just keep talking. I'll catch you. Yeah. You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. So to to um, piggyback off of that, man, like, what would you say? The spirit of the prophets being subject unto the prophets. I pulled up another verse while you was talking. It's in 1 Peter 4, 10, and 11. It says, As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Another version says, If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. That's so powerful when you realize what it's saying, because it's saying, like, when you act in your gift, realize that it's Jesus Christ doing these things through you. You know, like, when you're truly flowing in the Spirit, it's the very words of God coming through your mouth. And when you're serving, you know, in any manner, it's through the very power of God flowing through you that you're able to do that. And uh, like you said, I mean, it's hard to feel like that because it's so hard to get confirmation from others when you're young and you're growing up in the church to get people to encourage you and to cultivate that in you and to, to acknowledge those things in you so that you can truly believe in you that that's what's going on inside of you that it's God doing these things inside of you and not just your own mind or like we were talking about last week on the podcast when Becca called or whatever and it's like, you know, you hear different voices and, and you're thinking, am I crazy or is this is this other spirit? Or you don't know until somebody older and more mature in the way starts reaching out to you and explaining things and encouraging you to keep moving in this direction. Yep. I know That's me why I was talking about. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say it wasn't until I was probably about, for real, probably about 28, 29 years old, that I had some older guys, really open minded guys, but grounded, seasoned guys that I would consider like elders and older brothers that, um, that acknowledged in me and. and you know, would tell me, hey, man, you're a prophet, you know. You, you have this gifting, and, and you got to embrace that, you know. You have gifts, you have certain gifts, and encourage me to come to the meetings with something to share. Encourage me to go in my own time during the week and seek God out. Seek, seek a word or seek a vision or seek a revelation that when I come back, I could share what I got from God during the week, and that that was going to edify them to hear something from me. You know, you have some older guys encouraging you in that way and, and making you feel like even though you're a lot younger in the faith or you're a lot, you know, younger in age, that you have it in you 
to bring something to the table that's going to edify these guys that you consider farther along the way. Yeah. And that's what we got to do for each yeah, other. Yeah, I remember. I remember early on um, the Lord just speaking to me um, in in the secret place in the quiet time and just letting me know that my my calling, um, my spiritual gifting was to be a prophet, you know, and and I thought that that was um, just prophesying, just uh, hearing what the Lord is saying and saying it, right? You know what I'm saying? So uh, as far as spiritual gifting goes and so i studied that and i thought that that's what it was but then through deeper study and just trials and tribulation with that knowing that the lord called me to that um i began to find out that a prophet doesn't just simply prophesy because what the scripture said right there what we just read verse uh, 31 was one of my favorite scriptures by the way first corinthians fourteen thirty-one. it says for you may all prophesy right right and an amazing book, short read, but it's amazing about those wanting to walk in the spirit and and and, and those who want to prophesy and walk in that spiritual gifting. But it's uh, it's called "You May All Prophesy" by Steve Thompson from Morningstar Ministries. Uh, amazing book it was one of the first ones I read uh, as a, as a believer, and it talked about those guys learning to hear the voice of the Lord, and, and they would do they would do these different um, um, tricks or not tricks, but they would do these different testings with each other, and they would drive to a certain part of the city and park, and one would have, and they would have to seek the Lord and hear God tell them where they are, and then so the other one would drive to him and find him, find where he's at by hearing the voice of the Lord and following the Spirit, finding out where he's at, and they would do, they would do the, the um, uh, test or whatever, and uh, that was an amazing book, man, and. Um, but then when I, when I read that book and, and I thought it was just prophesying, speaking blessings on people and, and reading people's mail and stuff, and that's part of it. But the true call of a prophet is to really uh, restore the foundations. It's to preach repentance, to turn back to your first love and to restoring the foundations of the church, restoring the foundations of the, uh, of, of the believer, right? That's the call of a prophet. And in the midst of that, all of these other spiritual gifts still flow through that, and they are still a part of that as well. Yeah, I'm looking earlier in that chapter, First uh, Corinthians chapter 14 and, and 3, there's several different verses, uh, that it says, But he that prophesies speak unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. So we, we see that regardless of, what is said or how it comes through in, in whatever form or language is chosen for it to come through your mouth, that the point of it is to edify, exhort, and comfort those. And then, you know, he contrasts, Paul contrasts back and forth about people who speak in tongues and that people who prophesy. And in 14.5 he says, I would that all speak with tongues, but rather prophesy. Because he just gets done saying that, you know, people who speak in tongues are edifying themselves. Those who, who can't interpret tongues, it doesn't do anything for them. But people who prophesy, for greater is he that prophesies than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret, that the church may receive edifying. We know that we are the church. The church is not a building. It's all of us who are in the family of God, all of us who are in the spirit. So if anybody amongst the brethren stands up and prophesies, which is for edification and exhortation and comfort, 
it's instantly available for all to receive from those words coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is going to be universal. You know, like you're yeah. saying, if you're going to encourage somebody to get back to their first love, encourage somebody to examine their life, to to put their life under the microscope and, and check themselves, those things are going to apply universally to everybody who's in the faith. You know, like you said, you might read somebody's mail and give a specific word of knowledge that's going to hit somebody in the room, something specific exactly for them, what they're going on in their life. But when it's more about, but when it's more of the things of the universal walk in this faith, in this spirit, it's those things are going to apply to everybody. Um, I'm trying to find the scripture now that talks about what prophecy is is uh, is a use for. Um, is it 14:3? Let me look it up. Because there, I've had a couple situations lately. It was kind of like synchronistic. I was listening to a preacher, and he was talking about how you have these people who go around and they they'll use their prophetic gifting and they'll try to preach destruction to people. Right? Um, they'll try to tell people like, if you don't repent, you know, this will happen. Or they'll they'll tell um, or or, the, or they'll tell other people. Like I had that situation go on with some people over here who supposedly had a dream about me um, having spirits on me and, and um, evil spirits on me. And they went around and told everyone about the dream except me. They told, they told, they told all these other people and told them to stay away from me because if they didn't, then the spirit would jump on them. Right. And, uh, and I thought it was strange how they were told everybody but me. It's like, if, if that's real, if that, I really do have a spirit on me, like if God gave you that, that vision, it's for you to come to me and pray and fast and, and, and help get that thing off of me. Right. Um, but secondly, the, I think the first person you should tell would be me, you know, but, um, <laughs> so people use, you know, things like that, you know, these different superstitions, man. And they, um, what, what what we see going on is people will use their own prejudice and say, well, God doesn't like that, or or God says this or whatever, and they try to prophesy against it, and they'll they'll word it um, like it's God speaking, right? It's something that they don't like. Whether it's like I've heard people say, God doesn't want you listening to to hip hop music, right? Doesn't want God you listening. Say it's the Lord. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The Lord doesn't like Christian hip hop music. It's not of God or something like that. And um, when really that's their own personal preference, they don't like it. Or the Lord told them to quit listening to it for a season. And so they go around and, and tell everybody that stuff, right? And, and just bringing, you know, judgment upon everybody. And so with that being said, there was another mutual friend uh, of ours. And uh, it's kind of hilarious, but it's dangerous at the same time. Jamie Ruckman. You know Ruckman. Everybody knows Ruckman. But I was talking to him, man, and, and it was just so innocent and so funny, but yet so dangerous at the same time was some Facebook prophet hit him up on Facebook and said, brother, if you don't stop talking to Pyrex, um, God's going to judge you and the Lord's going to destroy you. The Lord showed me in a vision that if you don't quit talking to Pyrex and help and, you know, promoting his music and being his friend, that God's going to get you. And you're gonna you're gonna regret it. So you need to listen to the prophet of God and quit following Pyrex, right? 
<laughs> and he was freaked out. He was freaked out. Like he was like, uh, he thought it was real. He's a young Christian. He doesn't know any better, right? You know what I'm saying? Like a, a lot of people has have you know fall victim to the, to, to those type of people. And right. so he's freaked. He told me. He told another guy, but but he's he really thought that this could be real. Like you know what I'm saying? Like this person says she's a prophet and. She read some of his other mail or something like that and, and freaked him out. And so what's crazy about that is 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 what happens is um, when something bad goes on in that person's life, if their car breaks down, if their washing machine breaks, right. automatically think it's God because of that person planted that seed, right? And said that if you don't do this, this will happen. The same thing happened to me with the whole tithing issue, right? Like if you're not tithing, God's going to take his tithe, right? Um, uh-huh. you, that, that, that you owe God 10% and you have to pay it. It's not a question. You owe that to God. You're robbing God. The Bible says, well, a man robbed God. And if you don't pay him that money, you are robbing God, even this whole nation. And they'll quote those scriptures who that that's not for us as new covenant believers those those scriptures aren't for us about tithing and all that type of stuff right and and the, you know what i'm saying the innocent people don't know no better they they let the pastors speak that on them and and so what it did to me is like my car broke down my um you know what i'm saying my washing machine stopped working and every time something happened i thought it was god taking his money back because that's what they told us that if you don't pay that money He'll take it from you. He'll take it from you. God, they say God's going to get his money one one way or the other, like an old pimp or something. He can get his money, and um, and so 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 that's crazy because when it happens, you you attribute it to God, but the second thing with the power of manifestation, you are already looking for it to happen. Right. You you're already like those are your thoughts. You you're on defense waiting for something like oh god and so you actually draw that into your life with the power of creating it right exactly so those people are so we talk about witchcraft and witches and things like that like that's some of the highest form of witchcraft that goes on because it gets passed off as being of christ and of god you know and and it's innocent but witchcraft is manipulation and that's like the highest form man because it's done so innocently and they use the bible and all with it, but to say all of that is to go back to the scripture I was wanting to go to. It says right here, it says in First Corinthians fourteen three, but he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. That's what the that's what you do when you prophesy. You edify, you exhort, and you comfort men. Right? You don't prophesy to tear down someone to scare someone to rebuke someone all of that stuff right so people are like using this stuff um and they're preaching their own their their own um prejudices whether it's clo- like clothing people wearing clothing or tattoos or whatever the case is man people if if they don't like tattoos they'll go tell you that the lord don't like tattoos right or music or any any of that stuff, and it's so crazy how that stuff goes on, and it just it puts these different yokes of bondage on people, and it's done in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of spirituality, and I've seen it done. I mean, 
you know what I'm saying, not even in the church. When I was in into some some uh I was in the Wiccan witchcraft and stuff and I was watching Sylvia Brown and she was doing a, a psychic reading for someone at on um what's his name? Um on the Montel Williams show. He used to have her on there all the time and she did a reading and she did a reading for this girl in the in the audience and she was like asking her about her love life. Um, you know, what you know, who do you see me with? What does my Mr. Right look like and just say, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, it'll be the second, it's going to be your second husband. That'll be, that's going to be Mr. Right. So she told her that and she, and so she already set that woman up for failure for the first marriage because once she gets married, she's trying to find Mr. Right. She's going to find that person. And as soon as they hit rocky ground, oh, well, you know, the, you know, I went and seen a psychic and she said you wasn't the man for me. And what's, that same scenario happens in churches. I've seen the pastors, seen the pa- people go to the pastors and they'll say, well, that, that person's not the one for you or, you know, you need to get, you need to divorce him because he doesn't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Love God. He's not, he's not, he's not on the same path as you spiritually. You need to let them go or whatever. Right. And so they're promoting divorce and all that stuff. So this stuff is universal. It's universal. law. the scripture is, is universal. It goes through everybody. Um, and so those are some of the pitfalls, man, that happened. Yeah, man. Human nature, dude. Ain't no different in the church than outside the church. No, same thing goes on and it's scary when it happens in the church and and uh it's like a mob mentality too, you know? Because it's it's really hard to attack it because the people are so trained in a certain way. And they've been trained and, and have been hearing the same doctrine for years and years and years, and you bring something different, um, or, you know, they get they get scared and um, you know they kind of demonize what they don't understand, even if it is bringing forth liberation, you know. Mhm. I'm uh, I'm over in Ephesians right now, Ephesians four eleven mm-hmm. and twelve. It says that He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So that means the end goal that we're moving toward as a, as a unified body, the end goal, is that we all wind up Believing the same, having the same faith, having the same knowledge, and all of us being the perfect man in the fullness of Christ. And it's showing you that that's not going to happen unless within this corporate body, everybody plays their role and finds out where their giftings are and is encouraged to share and act in it. Mm-hmm. That means that none of us are going to, none of us are going to get to that full measure of the stature of Christ and the full in the full knowledge without each other. And like you said, a lot of a lot of times you get a pastor, right? This is funny, I'm pretty sure that this is the only time in the whole New Testament that the word pastor even exists. <laughs> but we put I'm not kidding. It's the only time in the New Testament that the word pastor exists. And yet we put all this attention and all this Wait on pastor, right? And like mm-hmm. you said, a lot of times when pastor don't know nothing about prophecy, 
or about the gift, you know, about being a prophet, then it's not encouraged, it's not received, it's not allowed. But it says right here that the reason that he gives these varieties of giftings is so that we can all line up in the same unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto the perfect man, the measure of the full stature of Christ. So, you know, if all you got active in the church is one pastor up in front of, the, behind the pulpit, um, and you're not seeking in, to, to cultivate and find what the giftings are from the other people in the church to let everybody play a, a equal role, then then how are those people, those saints in that in that group or that body, gonna grow or gonna get built up in the fullness of Christ? Mm-hmm. It makes it obvious that prophecy. From reading what we was reading in the other part in First Corinthians, you know where he said, "I wish that all would prophesy," because prophesying builds up and edifies the saints in the body, right? Pastors, think about it. what does a pastor do? We can see in a uh, one of the, one of the biggest uh, revelations I got from learning Spanish uh, in like Psalm twenty three, "The Lord is my shepherd." Well, the word for shepherd in Spanish is pastor. It's pastor. It's still the exact same way. So a pastor is a shepherd, right? David said, "The Lord is my shepherd." So the Lord is my pastor. What is it that He does in that in Psalm twenty three? Is that he leadeth me beside still waters, and he leads me to green pastures. So a pastor is a shepherd or somebody among the flock who's going to make sure that, you know, that they're protected and going to make sure that they're eating and drinking, that they're healthy. Mm -hmm. But they're making sure that the sheep are eating and drinking for themselves. A shepherd does not go and spoon, a shepherd does not go and rip out grass and put it in the mouth of the of the sheep. A shepherd does not go and go cup some water in his hand and feed the sheep. He he just walks with the sheep and makes sure that they're eating and drinking for themselves. And he looks out and makes sure that there's no wolves coming in among the flock. But see, we have all these weird ideas about what a pastor is supposed to be. Because we look at a pastor as mm-hmm. he's, he's all, all of it wrapped up into one. He's Superman in the group. Yeah. He's the one who has all the power, all the, all the gifts, and we're kind of just waiting on him to feed and feed us and give us to drink. And most people, they don't go off on their own during the week drinking. They don't go off on their own during the week eating from the Spirit. And that's what a pastor is supposed to make sure you're doing, not teach messages. We confuse a pastor with a preacher. Yeah. <clears throat> In right? order, um, you know, they're headed to church, they're ready to get fed. I'm ready to get yeah. fed today. Yeah. Going to church or whatever, instead of going there to feed, like going there to help somebody. Like, it becomes way more fun when you come with some food to bring, you know. Exactly. When you, the body truly comes together to function together as Christ, as the body of Christ, everyone. It's not a – and so it, it's it's turned from from that, like a body or a meeting, into a service, or you're watching a production. That's usually what it is—a production. Yeah. And, uh, you're lucky. With, a, you with a planned out scripted message. Yeah. You know, planned out scripted music set. Yeah. It, and, I I got what dude when I got born again, man. I got I got ruined. I really did. I got ruined because I I I, 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 I found 
the genuine fire of God upon baptism, you know what I'm saying, upon confessing my sins, the fire of God um, came into my life. So I felt that real tangible, sweet presence of the Holy Spirit and how it can change somebody's life instantly. And then on top of that, we would stay in church after church and we would pray for hours. They would try to kick us out. And we and we had like all the youth praying. Like we were in a prayer meeting and they was like, all right, guys, we got to lock the doors. And, you know, it was I remember like, you tell no, me that. And they're like, let's go pray more at my house. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what we would do. And they would get mad. They would get upset. They would want to know why we were going to our houses to pray why don't we just take all the youth and go watch a movie why do we have to pray people (laughs) people are getting born again filled with the holy spirit for the first time ever receiving the baptism of the holy spirit uh man and um and and that was making them mad so that should show you something about some of these spirits that are at, at um at work as far as control and manipulation man you know like if they didn't have their name on it like they didn't want it to be going down and um but even even on top of that dude it's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be part of a, of christianity without jesus man you know and i had that's just my prayer i don't want to be a part of this like i said it's like i said last week it's it's satanic you know to be part of this, this without jesus in it it's not good it's demonic and um, so that's why you got to live by the spirit. That's how you become a son of a son and daughter of God is to be to, to be led by the spirit, to yearn for the spirit, to fellowship with the spirit and intimacy daily and have that that constant relationship just like you would with a, a friend, just like you would with a spouse. And um, and if you don't have that, then you don't have Jesus. You you you, you know what I'm saying? You may know of Jesus. You may know of the Holy Spirit. You have may have had encounters. You may have known him in the past, but you don't have him anymore. You know, he's gone on to do other things. So until you get your life back on track, until you sort out your stuff and get your priorities straight, just like you would with the with the with the woman, with the lover. You gotta spend time with the lover. You have to you have to hang out with the lover with a friend like if like you don't have those friends that just come you got those friends that just come around when they want something and that's how many of you guys listening are with god you call out the guy when you want something when you need something you ain't there just to talk we said this a long we said this a while back the lord isn't looking for for people who can write books and people who can do music and people who can preach the lord ain't looking for that anymore the lord is looking for friends He's yeah, got, where, where was we talking when we had that conversation? Looking for a friend. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, he says he says no. He says I, I no longer call you servants, but call you friends. And yep. so, he's got plenty musicians. He's got plenty rappers. He's got plenty rock stars. He's got plenty poets and 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 writers in in the church. And he's got plenty Christians, but he doesn't have any friends. God doesn't have any friends is what is what we were talking about. And and that's that's the thing you have to become a friend of God cuz Christ opened opened it up for us to do that. And uh I am a friend of God. It's that simple though. I am a friend. It's that simple. And there and I got spoiled, man. I read a book and it probably just really just messed my theology up from day one having those encounters and then reading some of the books I read. I, I read Good Morning, Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. 
I think I got that from you. Oh, yeah. Did you ever read it? I, I read some of it. I think I have it here in the house. Yeah, that that Gotta book. Get it back to you. No, you can have it, man. Read it. Um, I read. He had three of them in that installment, but it was just about when he got born again. Same type of experience. The fire of God hit him and came into his life, and and you know, what I'm saying, gave him a new name, and and then he went from that day reading the Bible and locking himself in his room, praying and talking with 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 Jesus and fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, fourteen hours a day. And the Lord teaching them, and 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 fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, and under and trembling under the power of God in His room by himself, fourteen hours a day, didn't have nothing to do. That that was his that was his his initiation, right? Just like me, I I did a very similar thing. I didn't. It wasn't fourteen hours. I can't. I'm not gonna lie and say that, but it, I've had I've had those encounters, man, and. um and there's nothing like it, and I'm not going to settle for second best, and I, I don't want anybody else to do that. And I feel like we're robbing people if we try to get them to, if we trick them to come to a service, or we we trick them to become a member of something that doesn't that that's not birthed out of um, intimacy with with Jesus, you know. Yeah, uh, I want to go back to something you said, and I'm going to preface it by saying, man, if y'all hear these frogs, I'm sorry, but. Uh, I'm on a creek out on the ocean, and these frogs are going off tonight. Yeah, we're here. Tune them out. <laughs> um, but you had mentioned something about coming together, that when we all come together, you know, and everybody being able to share. And uh, these same older guys that came into my life um, years back, maybe four years back, five years back, and uh, God placed me in the midst of this group, a men's group, before I was, even open to going back to church or anything like that. I really didn't want anything to do with church. Um, but I got invited to this men's group, and uh, they were totally cool with me and totally encouraged me from the get-go. I came in with all my tattoos, my pentagram, and all this, and they never judged me and never, you know, made me feel weird or anything. They made me feel embraced from the beginning. Uh, and the pastor dude was talking about the New World Order and different stuff, so I'm like, all right, I could, I could rock with these guys a little bit. Um, but once over the course of a couple months, they really encouraged me to get back into Word and then to start bringing something to the table to share. Um, Mark, who's like I consider him an older brother, he said something one time, and then I've always rode with it since then, and, and we both always harp on it. But he said, look, when we come together, he's like, you, you, you know, it's not pastor's job to bring some revelation to teach you guys every week. Each of y'all, he, he's no different than any of y'all. Everybody has the same access to the Spirit. It's each of y'all's responsibility during the week to go have your own spiritual encounter with the Spirit and to get something, to get a word or to get a, a vision or to get something that when you bring it back to the table, you share it and everybody gets to eat from it. And when everybody does that, when when the, when this thing really starts working and everybody does it, so you, we have a meeting and here's 15 people that come together and they all then did their own work in the spirit throughout the week and they had their own time with God throughout the week. Everybody has a testimony or everybody has something to share. It's like a uh, like a potluck dinner. It's like mm-hmm. a uh, like a banquet, a smorgasbord. Everybody somebody bring a bowl of macaroni and cheese, somebody bring a salad, somebody bring some Danish, but everybody's gonna leave there with everybody's making a full plate of food and they're gonna get to eat from everybody because I'm gonna be edified and I'm gonna be benefited by hearing what this brother had in a vision. I'm going to be encouraged by what this guy had in a dream. I'm going to be encouraged by the verse that, that God laid on the heart of this guy. I'm going to be eating from all of that 
and they're going to eat from what I bring to the table. You know, but that's it's rare to find a group, a gathering that is desiring to move in that. Where it's a free free flow, like you said last week. If the spirit's not moving, I don't want to be there. When the spirit moves, that means sometimes you've got to let go of your pre-planned ideas of what's supposed to happen today. Yeah. So that you're not trying to be in charge. I mean, if if we leave it to the spirit to be in charge, anything can happen. And that's what's making it. That's what makes it exciting and fun is that it's the unknown. Moment mm-hmm. to moment, things manifest. Moment to moment, things change. Yeah, and spontaneously happen. That's, and everybody that's what, built up. I'm, I'm gonna do a uh, I'm gonna do a teaching really soon about about walking in the spirit. And what's so deep about that is the word walking. When it when the scripture talks about walking in the in the scripture, the Greek word the Greek word is called Carusos, and what it means is to walk, but it means to march in a cadence. It, it, it's, it's actually where we get the word cadence from. It means to to walk or to march in a cadence. So when you know you have the, you know, you know what I'm saying the the, uh, the uh, sergeant left, right, left, right, left. Like you have to march. When he says left, you have to go left. When he says right, you have to march right. And so you have to do all the turns and do all the all the right stuff. When it talks about walking in the spirit, it's doing what he does, following after him. That's the walking in the spirit. And so that's about being led by the Holy Spirit, right? You're you're just listening to him, you're in sync with him, you're doing what he's doing. That's walking in the spirit. And like you like you're saying, like it, you you really don't see that happening uh, as the body of Christ coming together with a large group of of people. You do have to. Well, we see a lot of the you know the services and stuff going on versus um, you know just the bodies coming together at like a small meeting. Um, and and but you know usually at a small meeting you can see it happen. I can meet with twelve brothers and 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 the body of Christ come together and function. Um, like the scriptures say, you know, uh, I mean, you, I mean, and, and that's just something I've done just on a personal level. You can do even more than that, but there's something uh, to be said about what is called the, the government of 12 and how Christ kept 12 people with him that he poured into and, and, you know what I'm saying? He, he poured himself into, and even after Christ, whenever the, whenever the, the disciples were, were carrying the gospel, when they had to replace Judas, um, right. you know, they replaced it with, uh, you know what I'm saying, with another person. And they had two guys. They had another guy who was who was wanting the position as well, but they had to keep it at that uh, at that number 12. Like, why why couldn't they have, have had 13? There was two guys who were qualified. They they got into divination to see who was going to be the one to come. They, right. they, they, you know, yeah, they casted lots, man, and drew straws to believe the Holy Spirit would speak to them and show them who was to come. So with that you know, being said... It's funny, said, though, if you, if, you, if you read it, that was right before they actually got the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It, so they, they, didn't, they didn't feel that confidence to just ask the Holy Spirit and get an answer. Yeah. Let's cast the lots, man. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, we're going to go into the second hour, and... Um, we're going to open up the phone lines as well. So everybody who is members of mythicist.me and support us, we'll see you guys on the other side. And if you and don't... if you ain't, you better get a yeah. membership. You're slipping. You're falling. You got to get up. 
<laughs> so much. Yeah, we got. I mean, we have so much uh, in store for you guys. And uh, follow us to the second hour. Peace. All right. What song was that? I'm sleeping. Is that, that DMX? Got oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dance my bottle. Yeah. So we're going to open up the phone line so anybody wants to call in. We have a faithful friend who's been uh, listening since the beginning. And uh, we'll go ahead and bring her in. How you doing, Miss Becca? I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? We're doing great. You enjoying the conversation? Oh, yeah, totally. Except for I just was talking out loud, of course, when Dan's like, was saying something about, I, dude, I knew I wasn't crazy the entire time. <laughs> I was just thinking, man, this is fucked up. Like, <laughs> because I was having some really weird experiences. I could not even tell you everything that happened to me pretty much my entire life. Like, I've just led one really blessed life, is all I can really say, but... I had some really crazy experiences, and I knew I wasn't crazy. I mean, because if I thought that I was crazy even a little bit, it probably would have driven me crazy. But, like, you don't go <laughs> crazy all in one day. You know what I mean? Like, what is yeah. going on? Like, I guess it was kind of a process, though, I mean, honestly, because I've always been kind of telepathic anyway. It was just blocked from me, like, acknowledging it. So, like, I've heard stuff a lot, and I usually don't really hear anything, like, out loud. I have quite a few times, though, but it's mostly because, you know, ghosts and the Holy Spirit and different entities speak in thoughts. So, a lot of times, you'll think that it's you thinking it, and that's how they control people. Mm-hmm. And so. then, you know what? It's like, but that's just, like like we were talking about last week, you know, that's the same way the Holy Spirit speaks. It's through the same. Yeah avenues but it's a different voice and it's a peaceful still small voice you know but it still comes to where you think it's you so a lot of times like the holy spirit speaking and you think it's you or the lord's giving you intuition uh, or giving you dreams and you think it's just your your um, imagination you know and you're just creative but it's the lord giving you you know direction and stuff right i had a dream you were in my dream two nights ago me yes and I had a I had a dream about you a couple of times, which I think it's weird because like it's never anybody I know. I always have weird dreams though, like like they're always in the dark, and I hate that. I hate it being dark all the time. Do you know what that's about? Um, being in the dark all the time. Yeah, it's always dark. It's like always night, always. I have a couple, like, oh, well, always the ones that I remember. It's always, like, nighttime. I think it's because it annoys me, so I kind of harp on it sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to be on the beach. I just want to have a good dream that's good and happy, and it's, they're always weird, like, always weird dreams. Like, one dream I had with Derek, and it was a couple weeks ago, because I think I've dreamt of them, like, three times. I was in, like, this, some kind of a... I don't know, it was like a boarding house or like a hotel or something. There was a bunch of different rooms. And I think I remember like looking out the window and Derek was out in the street. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, just go back in. I was like, okay. I just went back in. <laughs> Waking up later on, like, it was weird. I don't know. 
Gotta get the gotta get the cricket sound drop. <laughs> Who me? Yeah, I've been. Yeah, I, I've been out the streets for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you were. I don't know. If you're just standing. I don't know. It was weird. Like I wish I could remember all my dreams because I've had some pretty freaking insane dreamings. Like oh oh, and also in that dream, I like I was thinking I've never had that sleep paralysis thing. Like people talk about like being held down by stuff. I've never had that happen. That same dream, like he walks out of the room, and no, oh, that wasn't the same dream. This was the dream I had a couple of days ago. Well, Derek was in my dream, and then he left. Like we were talking, and then he left the room, and I pop into this. Like, I don't know, like, my brother-in-law was there, and it was really weird, but I was like, if you, t- I, I, I was like, I can't move right now, and if you touch me again, I'm going to break all your effing fingers when I can move. It was so weird, because I was standing up, and he, like, touched my, you know, boobs, and I was like, <laughs> when I can move, I'm breaking your fingers, and, like, yeah. it was so, it was weird, because I've never had room? that. <laughs> What's the one that. name of that one dude that used to call in every week on, when we did the awakening? Devin? Yeah. Becca is our Devin. Becca is the Devin of the Mythicist podcast. <laughs> Devin hey, calls dude. me every now and then, man. You better not be making fun of me. I don't know who this Devin person is. <laughs> what did you say? He calls you every once in a while? Yeah, he hit me up. Uh, I don't think I'm... He, always, he, he changes his name to something crazy on Facebook, though, so it's hard to find him. Right. <laughs> But he calls me. He calls me every now and then. Yeah. So that better not be a little poke. Like, ooh, Becca's the new Devin. He better no, be he awesome. Just, no, he just. <laughs> he better he's be awesome. awesome. He just always <laughs> called in. He called in every week. Like we could count on him to call in for some conversation and throw something crazy into the mix, you know. Right. Like this is like my my third or fourth week. Like the ones before that, like I couldn't I couldn't I didn't know what to do. Like I couldn't figure out how to log in. I didn't know you could call. I missed that one on uh I missed that one on um the Heaven on Earth or whatever. I missed that one. I was so mad. So you're Heaven just like on Earth. Us. You're just like us with the church experience. You're like I just can't sit there for two hours and listen. I gotta be able to. I gotta share. I gotta speak. Hey, I don't have to speak. Y'all unmuted me. I was just fine, laying in bed, <laughs> listening to y'all. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I love you guys. You guys are doing good. That's you no, know, it's a lot better. Like, I don't even go to church. Like, I won't even go to church now. Yeah, we Not, gotta bring well, it to you. We are the church. See, that's the thing yeah. we're talking about is to is to even just change that thinking of church is somewhere that you go versus what you are. Exactly. But the scriptures do tell I mean, us not, not, you know what I'm saying, not to forsake, forsake the, the, the assembling, the yeah. assembling. But the yeah, church is us, you know. Yeah, it's not I talked about all that. that place. And that's, what, all the, that's what church means. It means assembling or gathering. Mm-hmm. Wherever yeah. there's two or three gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. It's church, I, just a body. You might have a head, a leg, and a foot, you know what I'm saying, but it's part of the body right there, and you have to get everybody together and see Christ function. But like you said, he, if it's an eye and a, and a nose, he's still there. That's still part of his body. You know what I'm saying? He, he functions right. there. And so that's what that is. It's about manifesting Christ in the earth, in one another. And, and what's always been the thing for us is to go and, and, 
and meet with him in intimacy and then bring it out to the world, you know. Fill right. us up and y'all with and send us out to love the world, you know. Y'all need to start recycling, by the way. Okay. Because our planet is dying and it's not, they don't like it bad. And the animals are getting all, they're getting crazy. Like, oh my goodness. Did I tell you guys about the deer? Oh my God. Just walking down the street when all this stuff was going on. No, this is serious. I was walking down the street and like, it was so weird. Okay. So first I was walking, it it was like a four mile walk. Homeless for walking back down to town and... First, I saw, like, I don't even know what kind of birds they were. They were really big, though. Maybe, like, vultures. I don't know. They were freaking huge. So I'm walking along, you know, down the highway. And I look over, and I see this tree, and it was full of them. And I mean completely full of these birds. There had to be, like, 100 birds in there, at least. And then the tree in front of it, there was one bird. One bird telling them all what to do. And I stood there, and I was trying to get a picture of it, but I had a crappy camera on my phone. I was like, oh, I can't even tell. They just look like a bunch of little dots. Anyway, so I'm standing there. I'm like, what the hell? That bird turned around and looked at me like, um, excuse me. And I was like, fine, fine. Kept on walking. Now, mind you, this is only like 10 minutes later. Keep on walking. And there's like this field by uh, this hardware store, right, as you're getting into the town that I live in. And there are no really no cars coming. I could see cars at the you know the stoplights or whatever, but nothing nothing was really coming. And I'm coming up, and there's like this field where old car lot used to be. And I swear to God, there were like at least twenty young male bucks. I get and they were staring at me, and I kept walking. I was like, oh my God, that is so cool because they're never in a group, and they're never they're never out during the day right by the highway. And I just kept walking. I was like, oh, my God, like, you guys just need to go in the woods because I was freaked out for him. I didn't want him to, like, dart across and when traffic started coming. And, you know, it was a pretty busy area that they were in. And uh, anyway, I was getting freaked out. I w- it was amazing. But I was getting freaked out because I was scared for them, you know. But the head one kept looking at me. And I just heard somebody tell him to go because I was freaking out, like, for a second, because, you know, they do that. They're out in the traffic, and I love deer, like, so much. And uh, so they took off running, and they all got to the line of the trees, and they were all in a line, and they all turned around and looked back, and I was like, oh, my God, that is so cool. And then they just started into the woods. I mean, it was amazing. Isn't that crazy, though? That's a true story. I could tell you some true stories that I I don't do drugs, I quit drinking, and I've had some really cool shit happen, stuff happen to me, completely sober. Like, while fasting, of course, but completely stone-cold sober. This stuff happens. Like, everything I've told you about uh, (laughs) has just been completely sober. Not No mushrooms, no LSD, (laughs) nothing like that. It's just real Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, that's because Speaking I've of fasting, been... I had a I had a friend of mine call me today. He called me upset because his church called a fast, and they didn't even like want give him a warning. <laughs> so they right. called a two day fast with no food or no water. <laughs> <laughs> He's all upset. He's like, dude, they can't do that, man. It's too it's too soon. They didn't even give us a warning. And I was like, 
I was like, yeah, that is something that you have to like kind of prepare yourself for and kind of build up for mentally and spiritually. You can't just like go hang out at the mall and be fasting and go to family's house and they're eating all this, you know, great right. food and stuff because everything you look at looks amazing. <laughs> you, have like, you have like a big surprise dinner for your wife's birthday all lined up. Like, yep. Nobody's eating for two days. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to. When, yeah, I remember when you, once. I remember one time we were getting ready. It was like the second or third camp out we were gonna do, and uh, it was a week leading up to it. And I was all like, I was already high as hell in the spirit, you know. I'm like, my mind is just all on, man, God's gonna move this week, oh, you know. <laughs> and I and I wanted like, I wanted everybody getting on one accord before we even went out to the woods, so that by the time we got out there, you know, there's just like cloud manifesting. And, I, and I'm like, and I was like, oh, you know what? We need to do it fast or something. I remember going home, like, looking up every every verse on fast and all the prophets in the Old Testament calling a fast, you know. And I remember, I'm like, I'm just posting all these verses, calling a fast, everybody. And my dad's like, dude, you can't do that, you know. He wants to be like, hey, I'll be fasting if anybody wants to join me, you know. You can do that, but don't be don't be doing it. You're gonna make it a little too much, man. People are gonna be running away from you. They don't know how to go and correct it, to pulling down posts and stuff like. Uh, I'll be fasting if anybody wants to join me and uh, pray for some people. <laughs> yeah, then you get mad when nobody joins you. <laughs> you just get... Starving by yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I used to fast a pretty good bit. I haven't done it in a long time, but um. Used to fast for like every concert I had back in the day. I would fast. I wouldn't eat anything that whole day until until afterwards that night. That was always cool, man. Just expecting God to move and mm-hmm. you know doing Dude, that. When you get it, when you get in the spirit, you'll see some crazy stuff. Like I remember how I was, I was telling you about the uh, seeing stuff in the clouds. Well, apparently that's a gift of scrying. I did not know that until one of uh-huh. your friends, one of your friends, somebody who listens to the name Sky High Trust, okay. added me on Facebook and was like, dude, that's just uh, scrying in the clouds. I was like, whoa, that's cool. I get some pretty cool pictures. Like uh, a couple of days ago, I took a picture. I was laying in bed and I had my bed under the window and it looked like an angelic being, like a complete angelic being because like I was like, angels, angels. I want to see angels, thinking angelic stuff to keep all the negativity away because I'm, like, surrounded by it completely. And I was looking up, and I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so I had to take a picture and turn it and crop it, and it looked like an angelic being. And it was a it looked like a woman. It kind of looked like Quan Yin. Quan Yin is good. If you guys don't know, mm. Quan Yin is the Chinese goddess of mercy. She's very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of looked like her in a way. Like, it was weird. You'll have to look on my Facebook, but uh, it was awesome. Like, I didn't know that that was a gift. Like, I also, uh-huh. I took a picture of a storm, that, or I took video, accidentally took video of a storm. Yes, like, sometime last week, I had to wait for the bus to get a ride home from work, and I went in, like, it was a perfectly beautiful day. I went into Walmart for, like, 10 minutes. I come back out, and here comes a raging storm. And I couldn't see the video when I was taking it. And if you look on my page, you can see it. And I have a page called Planet Awesome. It's also on there. But uh, mm-hmm. And it looked like 
when I turned it, turned the camera towards, I couldn't see what I was doing because obviously it was during the day, so you can't really see your phone outside. And I was trying to take a picture, but it ended up being video. I was like, oh, well, it's video. There was like an evil face looking down at me. <laughs> and I didn't see it until afterwards. I was like, oh, thanks, you freaks. And I guess that's why I called them you freaks because they made a storm come. Because... <laughs> uh, we all also, most of us also have abilities to actually control the weather. Mm-hmm. You know, I seem to be one yeah, of those I've that done, can at least, pr- I can protect my area. The thing is, when you get mm-hmm. severe weather, imagine a huge, clear umbrella. Like, we had a really bad storm here, like, um, July 2nd. Uh, people got drowned and stuff like that. I'll tell you what, I made like protected my entire like five blocks and I live right by the police station and I was looking out the window and it was it was raining like crazy and I look out the window at the flags and they weren't even moving I was like praise God because on the other side of the town like a half a mile from here everything was flooded cars got blown off the road uh two people died all the same day, and I was like, thank God for that gift, because if I wouldn't have known to do it, who knows what could have happened. My house mm-hmm. maybe got flooded. <laughs> you know, it was hmm. crazy. crazy. So you just got to practice all the gifts that you get. You know. Where you live, Becca? Hmm? Where you live? I live right south of St. Louis. Because there were tornadoes in, like, Lee's Summit or something that same night. Uh, Uptown, probably about 20 minutes south of here, that same night, had boats blown off the lake. You know, it was crazy. Like, it was crazy. I think that sometimes they do that also to test and see how uh, certain people and see, you know, what you can stop. (laughs) It's just about not giving into the fear because tornadoes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, there's, um, there's a scripture that I used to stand upon in Psalms that it says, because I used to be I used to be terrified of of the of the weather when I was a kid. Like I watched the movie Twister and that like scared the hell out of me. Anytime <laughs> I seen storm like storm clouds coming, like I got freaked out as a teenager, as a kid, and um, but. I, as a believer, I found this scripture when when hurricanes and stuff were coming out. It says, um, "It says, do not be afraid of sudden storms and disasters that strike those who are wicked. For the Lord God will protect you." Like you know what, the Lord told me not to be afraid of any storms or disasters that come. So I'm not going to be afraid of that storm. You know. That's right. And it actually, you know, since we're all made out of energy, it actually it makes it worse because it feeds the energy. You know. Mm-hmm. So you just got to be like, everything's okay, no tornadoes. If you hear about tornadoes in your area, imagine the tornado being in your hand and pushing it back up into the clouds, and it actually works. Mm-hmm. And there's one video yeah. online that was like it... pretty popular going around. It was somewhere over in Asia, and they're like a little house meeting, like a little a little prayer meeting. Oh, or yeah, little yeah, Bible I shared that. Going on. There's like a tornado coming for them, and they all just start like... Re- you know, 
I lost you. Yeah, I lost. Can you hear me? Yeah, you cut out for a second. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying that there's a tornado heading right towards them, and they all like stop and start rebuking it. They're like just praying in the spirit, and rebuking this tornado that's coming right out, and then it fizzles out. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, I think that that was awesome. I posted it, and people are like being cynical about it and stuff. Everybody's so cynical. They just want to like kill your sunshine. Yeah, well, that's them, making me shine them, brighter. I call them killjoys. <laughs> yeah. Why are you gonna be a killjoy, dude? Yeah. Like, just that's why I unfriend some people on Facebook. Like, you guys, um, you, you you guys know who Carrie Cassidy is? No. Carrie Cassidy. Nope. With uh, Project um, Project Camelot. No. No. Oh, is she like the host girl? Yeah. Yeah, she um she had some crazy stuff happen to her, man. Like her face got all jacked up. You seen that? What happened? She claims she got shot with some type of radiation. Like I believe the government aliens or something shot shocked her shot her with some kind of radiation. Hey, I believe that. It was like she had a stroke. Okay. It looked bad. Yeah. Later, what's her name? Carrie Cassidy. Carrie Cassidy, okay. Yeah, she did an interview and said that she got shot by some type of radiation beam that she was targeted by the government. That's what she said. Do you talk to the archangels? Um, not really. Can you hear anything? I mean, like, do you just? Sense stuff, or can you like hear stuff? Both, yeah, both. What's your take? I mean, no, it's it's both. It's a little bit of everything. That's why you have to be walking with the spirit to feel it, because it, it speaks in all types of ways. Feeling, you hear it, you sense it, you smell it. You mm-hmm. can, you know, what I'm saying. So it's just like those six senses or whatever, the uh, like the ESP, the um, extrasensory per, uh, perception. And um, and it, you can feel it the same way. And there's so many scriptures that, that give you like an example of, of Jesus on how it happened to him. And it was the same way. He right. he was able to read thoughts and stuff like that. Or, you know, we can call that discernment of spirits because someone can be like in a negative spirit or, or planning to do harm to you. And they come around and you are you automatically know that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can know it and and mentally see what they're gonna do to you. In okay. other instances, you can be around someone and you just get this really strong sense of fear. You get really scared all of a sudden, you know. Right. So it is there's different ways that it works, and you just have to be be sensitive. And that's why you were talking about how you know, you know, what I'm saying, kind of thinking that it's you, but it's not. It's these outside sources yeah. and stuff that you're picking up on, and we automatically think it's us. You know? I think that's why I have uh, anxiety, like, mm-hmm. I have PTSD, too, which I've just, like, I started getting panic attacks really bad when I would drive or if I was in a car, and, like, it goes away, but I think that it's just now that I'm, I've learned that it's just because of the energy, when I'm going through the energy field, if somebody has wrecked there or something bad mm-hmm. has happened, I kind of get that, but I'm just still trying yeah. to 
get rid of that one because I don't want it. <laughs> because I don't yeah. like feeling feeling like panic attacks because it honestly it pisses me off because it's weak. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like feeling yeah. that weakness or that fear because normally I'm just like, bring it on. Yeah, what? it's about putting yeah. it under. Like you, because you got to take every every thought un- under submission, like the Bible yeah. says, and even even those thoughts have to be brought under submission. And when it first happened to me, I was at a prison. You know, I went mm-hmm. to visit my brother in prison, and I was able to sense every all the spirits in there, like in all oh, the and, 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 like, and like I knew where. Um, I mean, I knew I knew why everybody was in prison, and right. you know, it was kind of messing with me. Hey, do you know what they do in prisons? Uh, at least the one that my ex was at. You know that they teach them to astral project and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there was one here in Missouri. Sorry, the guys, prisons. I got blasted in the face with radiation by the government. Yeah. There was a prison my ex-boyfriend was at, and he said that they used to, like, go out and, like, go out on the astral and do all kinds of you know, like different exercises, learning how to use their gifts or whatever. I was like, why are you guys doing that? He's like, we're preparing, we're preparing for the end of the world. I was like, oh, so y'all are the ones that are creating all this negative energy. Thank you. Like by call is speaking it into existence. I'm like, really, dude? Oh, I also forgot to tell you that. Uh, you were talking, I don't know if it was one of your podcasts, but clairvoyance is when you can see the future. Clairsentience, uh-huh. clairsentience is when you can feel. Mm-hmm. Clairaudience Audience is, is he- when you hear. Is hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there there was there's a couple. There's, there's a whole bunch of them. It's a whole there's bunch one of them. That's for the weird thing. <laughs> so many. Yeah. So yeah. Clair, clairaudience yeah. is it, hearing. And it's real though. Clairsentience I mean, is feeling. Yeah, because they had me feel negative energy. Like, when I was going through that, I haven't felt it, like, because I haven't been fasting or anything. But, like, when they say tempers rise, it's because you can actually feel, and you can do this with somebody's uh, energy points in their body if they're getting upset or getting mad. You can do it with your astral hands, too. Is like you have to, and you can do it to yourself, too, as you push down that negative energy because, you can get to a point where you can actually feel it and it's cold and it kind of comes up from the ground. And that's why they say when tempers rise, but you can move it down with your hands and just say, calm, 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 calm. And people will calm down immediately. That's clairsentient. I've experienced that. They showed me. They teach me, taught me a lot of stuff in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like I... Pretty much everything I know, know I've learned, like, on my own. Because I didn't have a phone for a long time. Never really had internet that much, you know, so. But now I'm learning all kinds of different stuff, and it's awesome. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's what it's about, just growing in the spirit. So, right. guys, I'm going to have to cut this one a little bit short tonight. <laughs> i got to go to sleep. Me too. I have to get up early. Sucks being a daytime person. <laughs> we are doing the webinar Saturday night, though, and uh, it's going to be fun. Join into that live if you guys are available. 
Dude, I can't watch that, because I don't have internet. Is that through Hangout? Okay. Yeah, it's going to be through Hangout. Alrighty, guys. Well, good night. I love you guys. God bless you all, right. and have a good See week. You, Bye. Peace and blessings, everybody. We'll holler at y'all later. Good night. Good night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.